Welcome to the Cosmic Nurse Podcast. My name is Rosie and I will be your host. I have decided to step away from bedside nursing, retire my scrubs, and put on my cosmic cape. This podcast is about cosmic and earthly knowledge, centering around truth, justice, health, and spirituality. Humanity is hungry for more harmony, love, joy, peace, freedom, and leadership. In this pivotal time, I continue to be in service the best ways I know how, providing a place where people can get some mental and spiritual flossing. Here, you will find education, tools, guidance, and more. I invite you to think and feel outside the confines of the 3D world, seeing beyond the chaos to your bliss and more. Hello and welcome. This is Rosie. Welcome to The Cosmic Nurse, where we will discuss things that are really true and important to me, like truth, justice, health, and spirituality. Today, I welcome a very dear friend of mine, Kati Inez Mesa. She is a brilliant healer who has been an Ayurvedic practitioner for over 12 years. Her practices and teachings are rooted in her ancestral roots of Cuban and Peruvian traditions. She has studied Ayurveda and Chinese medicine and utilizes the alchemy of hypnotherapy and holistic psychology. She is the founder of Love, Awareness, and Purpose Healing Arts as a holistic Ayurvedic practitioner, speaker, mentor, and coach. Thank you, Kati, and welcome. I am so happy to see you and have you on another episode of The Cosmic Nurse. And today, Kati... And I are going to be talking about a really important topic that I feel a lot of people struggle with today, and it is self-care, an embodied practice. I find that self-care, although it seems like it should be a very simple thing to do, is very oftentimes not so easily implemented into our life. And I feel in my experience with my clients and the people that I help, and even more importantly, the people that I see in the hospitals and the ICU and the ER, the majority of these people, they have one major common denominator, and that is that they don't take time out for themselves. And so what that leads to is a perfect environment for disease to grow and flourish. And when we don't take the proper steps to do the things that really are so important as maintaining our health and wellness as a self-care practice, then so many things can happen. And so this is why for, as a practitioner myself, embodying what that means is so important. And here today, my dear sister and friend, thank you so much for joining us today. And I would love to hear from you. And can you please tell our audience what self-care means to you? Hi. Well, thank you so much, Rosie, for having me on. Um, Honestly, it's a blessing. Fully grateful. It's a beautiful opportunity to touch on this topic. And it's 
pretty accurate. You know, when we, when we witness the space we create within our self-care practice, and I know self-care is actually something that has been thrown around so much. <laughs> and it's, it's something that it, we believe is just taking a bath and having a massage. Uh, and we think it's having a pedicure or walking on the beach. It is. It is part of it. And when I look at self-care, it's those pauses that we have. It's those spaces that we create for ourselves to make sure that we're not just overpouring and putting out and giving out. It's coming back to the self. And when I look at this area of having a self-care practice where it is all about embodiment, because the more we begin to tend more of ourselves, the more we become more self-realized of who we are and realize that, oh, actually, I don't just need two hours of me pausing and journaling and tending to me. I actually need another day where I need to even grow and tend to more of these other parts that surface through my journaling practice, through me realizing how this pain in my body just came up, through me realizing um, these relations that I have. So self-care practice is not just something that we are doing physically. It's something that's tending. And this is where I touch a lot on within um, the programs that I offer is tending to the four layers of the body the physical, the emotion, the spiritual, and mental body. So when we look at these bodies, we are looking at all these other ways of how we exist. And, you know, Rosie, I know you as a fellow Ayurvedic practitioner, counselor, is something that we touch on where it's not just one element. It's not just fire. It's that water, it's that earth, it's that ether, air. It's all of these elements that exist. So that's a little bit that I can touch on right now as far as, you know, like really moving from a space of having uh, a self-care practice for embodiment. Thank you. That was so beautifully put. Tell me, how would you instruct someone that, as you said, you know, they, they think that they have some type of practices or they want to up-level this practice into their life. You mentioned some really important parts of ourself that I also look at when I look holistically on with people is the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. How does somebody begin to implement the practices and what kinds of practice would you say would really help sort of balance all those parts of ourself. Can you speak to that? Yeah, most definitely. So I know the first thing that you've mentioned was noticing, you know, having a practice and is it the practice that's actually fully covering all of themselves? That's kind of how I heard it. And what I want to just touch on is like, sometimes we get really comfortable what, what we already been doing for so long. And we forget that we grow. We forget that the practices that was tending to our heart a certain way has served its purpose where now 
it's actually providing other spaces for us to explore and for us to tend to in a different way where maybe our heart is like, okay, now how's your heart and your relationship and your love with all of your body where it's not just feeling, how do I feel today? It's like, how do I feel with my body today? How do I feel with, you know, me putting my time and my energy into these spaces that I'm in? So that does move us into the emotional body. So the emotional body is how you feel. How do you experience life? How are you actually fully there with all these other parts of you within your emotional body? When we look at the mental body, we look at, of course, our thoughts, right? Like our thought patterns. We look at what are the things that comes into mind and how are we having a good balance where it's not just positive thoughts too. Like it's not, it's not just like, oh no, I'm thinking negative. I got to cut that off. Think positive, all love and light, right? Instead, it's actually more of, oh, look at that. That thought just came in of doubting myself. What part of me is doubting? What part of me is really feeling this? And how can I sit with it and not try to shut it up right away by having a positive note over it? You know, is being able to see these other parts. And then when we look at the spiritual bodies, that relationship with spirit, you know, like when we, when we really look at our, our relationship with spirit, yes, is our rituals, is our practice, it's, it's our relationship with the unseen. And this is where the elements, this is where, you know, being with Pachamama, the earth comes in and really helps us to build with something that doesn't speak to us in this third dimensional realm, right? It, it actually speaks to us through all these other ways of existence of who we are. It allows us to come back to stillness. It allows us to really shut the mind down and just like pausing it and coming to our heart, coming into our mind's eye, coming into our body. And that's where the physical body comes in as well. So when we look at the layer of the body, the physical body, it is bringing us this sense of like, how am I tending to my body? And how is my body communicating to me? So hopefully I actually, I answered the, um, the questions you just asked, but yeah. Beautiful. I, I think that that was a very, very beautiful way to go into all the aspects. And I feel that people in today's time really don't know that there are so many different layers to ourself. You know, we have all these amazing, beautiful layers that need tending. And I think that in my experience, it really wasn't until, as you mentioned, really sitting and just being with having a day where you're just being with whatever comes up was something that was even available to me, you know, being in a very busy job as a nurse and you're always like on the go and you're always thinking in your next steps and you're always, you know, a step ahead, whether you're in the medical profession or you're, or you're running another type of business, there's always some busy mind chatter always going on. And how does somebody get out of that? You know, for the person that's like adrenaline, coffee, caffeinated, 
you know, doesn't even take the time to like prepare a decent meal, doesn't have a morning practice, you know, their morning practice is going for a run. I mean, yeah, that's healthy. And just as an example, how do you help people to slow down and really take the time that they need to really go into those processes and those aspects so that they can really see and be with what it is that they need to be with so that they can grow and they can embody something that's very foreign to them and something that's very different to them. How would you guide your clients through an experience like that? You know, especially somebody who's so always in their head, you know, very Vata driven, you know, the Vata person, as we know, can do multiple things. They can manage multiple happenings and things outside their, their physical space, but yet they have the hardest time coming back into their body so that they can like really let the nervous system settle down. How would you help somebody like that? As you know, Edmana, like when we are, what I've witnessed when it comes down to the beautiful souls that I work with, they're very unique. It's very unique. But when I do see the journey that a soul has where it's very active, very mental, very in a sense of it is vata, but it's also pitta. You know, like it's very pitta, it's very fiery, it's very in their mind. And it has like, they're being stimulated by their activities and losing that relationship with the body, losing, and and I don't want to say losing, but really disconnecting the relationship with the body. This not so as connected to that sense of feeling where it became a habit. It became something that was like, okay, this is what I do. I rise up, I stretch for a few minutes, I go ahead, I got my coffee, I have this, I have that, I have da, 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 da. And my first question would be of how would it feel for you to just breathe deeply as soon as you open your eyes and just expressing gratitude of what you are waking up to right now? of you even having the opportunity to open your eyes today. How is it for you to even see that you've also been journeying in the dream world for so long, for hopefully seven to eight hours, and you go ahead and call yourself back in by stretching and bringing those parts of you back in to your body? When I begin to ask these questions, it's all about them coming back to the sense of their body, the sense of feeling, the sense of really connecting because they've been moving from their mind. They've been moving from a checklist. And this is where I invite them to feel, to feel again, to feel themselves and not just know and not just have it just based on that checklist that they need to just check off. When we have a checklist and our heart is not in it, we lose connection of what our purpose and our intentions is for the day, for the assignment, for the focus, for the programs we want to put out, for the, you know, the things that we're feeding out. So I would invite them to feel. And honestly, a good percentage of them 
I've heard is like, I think I forgot how to feel. I don't know how I feel about them. Exactly. I, I was just about to tell you that a lot of people have a hard time really feeling their body. I have a client right now who has a really hard time feeling. And when she was asked about how does that make you feel, she, she can't respond. She, she cannot respond. And those people have the hardest time just being able to digest that information that you just shared. You know, they can't even imagine what their world would be like to breathe, to get up and give gratitude. Because what I have seen in my experience is that high functioning people in particular, you know, the successful people, you know, the, the ones with degrees and, you know, all this kind of thing, what, what have you, just in an example of a, of a group of people, their adrenaline and their nervous system is always on the go. It's the, they're in a constant perpetual state of cortisone, cortisol levels, adrenaline, high energy, all this kind of thing. And then when it comes to, to, to the night and to go to bed, they're not really even resting. They're not even really having that reset because then they wake up and it's kind of a continuation of what happened the day before. And so we wonder why we have such a high incidence of coronary artery disease, diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, because there's always this constant state of like unrest of going and going. So how do we help people slow down so that they can embody these practices? So it's the way, like I mentioned, each person is so unique. And one of the approaches that I've seen so much success with, it's because yes, you're right. As far as bringing people bringing the beautiful souls that are on that journey to ask themselves, how do I feel about that? Honestly, it's the consistency of the inquiry of inquiring oneself, inquiring the part of you that you don't feel. When a soul cannot feel, like, I don't feel, like, I don't feel, like, yeah, you can continue to say you cannot feel, but how, how much time are you willing to take to ask yourself, how do I feel about this? And may it trigger you. May it really activate you to feel frustrated. Like, I don't feel nothing. I don't feel nothing. Like, okay, continue to ask. Continue to be. And then, of course, that's one way of moving. And then another way, which really works beside this one, is to notice how your body's been talking with you. What is your relationship with your body? So, and when I mean speaking and how your body speaks to you is noticing like the symptoms, maybe things that you've had for so long has normalized. And so it's like, oh, that's normal. I had that stomach pain every time I finish eating. Oh, that's normal. I have shoulder back pains because I do this and I've had that for this amount of years. Oh, and so, and just we're, we're actually, our bodies is the speaker for our spirit, is the speaker for our, emotion, our emotions and everything. And so our bodies are meant to be thriving. 
it's meant to be moving freely with the elements because we are moving alongside with the elements. And so, of course, depending on what's present as far as physically, how present can we be with like, wow, you're right. I had this pain in my stomach every time I finished eating and I just seen it as normal. You know, I was recommended to go ahead and take um, laxatives to have a bowel movement, you know, and I was, I was informed that I had to take this or I have an ulcer in my stomach. Like all of this comes forward due to our relationship of what we have with our body. So it's really based on the person's dedication and commitment that they have for themselves. How much are you willing to really tend to the sacredness of who you are and also set free this ego way of moving, this way of being disconnected from who you are? Because we, we do get comfortable through the patterns. We do get you know, like, oh, I've been doing this right. You know, it's been helping for all this time. Like, yeah, if it's been helping, why do you continue to have this pain? Why do you continue to struggle this way? And so when we move with curiosity, when we move inquiring ourselves, and this is more of a self-awareness practice, we create a deeper relationship with ourselves. We create an embodied practice with ourselves because we're embodying ourself we're bodying our truest self we're not just being comfortable with what we've already realized i love what you said sister about it's a practice of self-awareness you know self-care is self-awareness i find people really can't put that together because like you said they they think self-care is like going to get your nails done and getting your hair done and all this kind of thing. And that's fun. And I certainly love to take a girlfriend to the salon and get her nails done, you know, and all this kind of thing. But if you think about what's happening in that moment is that somebody is actually touching you, you know, someone is touching you. They're touching an extension of your root like your feet, right? And in a way, it kind of helps you like, oh, I'm having these sensations. This is great. And it's definitely a start in the right direction. But really where where the rubber meets the road, in my mind, for self-care and embodied practice is the self-awareness that you're actually doing something for the self, that you're taking an effort like you would to balance your checking account, like you would, you know, to pay the electric bill, like you would to any of these other third dimensional things and or checking off the next thing on your to-do list or whatever it is. However, when you stop and become aware that you're actually doing something for yourself, For a lot of people, I feel like it's like a really, it's a foreign concept because they don't have any idea why they're doing this or how it's really going to benefit them. And so it really takes a good coach and mentor like yourself to go and like really break down the benefits 
you know, like somebody has a headache, right? The average person, they have a headache. What are they going to do? They're going to take a Tylenol. I'm just making a blanket. They're going to take a Tylenol. On the bottle of the Tylenol, it says uses, and it gives you a dose, right? As a coach and a mentor, it's the same thing. We're giving you a prescription for a practice so that you can try it on to alleviate symptoms. So I feel that this is part of the awareness. You're looking at a practice. You're looking at something to replace something else. And we're forming new neural pathways in our nervous system, in our brain, in our heart, even when we can connect to ourselves, when we can really embody what that is, we can become aware of what we're doing is actually benefiting us tenfold. It's lowering our blood pressure. It's bringing our heart rate down to a normal resting place. It's reducing the level of cortisol in our body. And all of those things are providing a medium so that we can have a healthier physical body and emotional body. So walk us through some practices that you would prescribe or guide a client of yours to begin this journey of embodying self-care. How would you start somebody that really doesn't have a daily practice? They get up, they skip a meal. How would you guide your clients? How would you get them going? One of the ways of how I prepare and prescription, I usually don't describe them as prescriptions, but I love it because, of course, we are on the Cosmic Nurse channel here is I explain to them the root causes of certain the imbalances that are present and why it is truly deeply important for them to have this practice. And where I start off with always begins with the beginning of the beautiful soul's day to the closing of their day. That time and energy that they put in as soon as they open their eyes is what defines what feeds them throughout the entire day. So the point of how they close their night is what will feed them in the dream world, which also plays a huge part of what unfolds in this physical plane too. So as far as practices is really starting your day with journaling, reflecting, Seeing yourself, rising up to yourself, closing your night to yourself. So when you begin your day with journaling, you're like, hey, I know I got this to-do list that I have, but I'm here. I'm grateful. I may have these things that I need to do. I'm not so happy about it. But at least you are allowing yourself to write out those few moments first few moments of you rising up and especially journaling your dream. Just write it down. Acknowledge the dream world. 
self-reflection and just writing out is like you creating the space for yourself to see yourself. And it may not make sense in the beginning, but the more you create space for yourself, the more you get to know who you are. And this is all about embodiment. You want to embody the truth of who you are. But how can you embody the truth of who you are if you have no idea who you are? If you're just running based on the clock, right? Oh, seven o'clock, I got to get up. Oh, it's eight. I got to go ahead and step out here. Oh, this and the like, no. Yes, of course, give yourself enough time so you can have these self-care practices, these self-awareness practices. And when you begin your day by journaling, reflecting, then you go ahead, you move into the space. And I'm going to actually put it in more of an elemental approach. When we are journaling, we are in our mind, but we're also journaling the spirit of what came forward either within our dream or the spirit of what is present for the day. And that's ether air. And then we go into movement, which is fire. So it's so important to go ahead and stretch at least for like 10 to 15 minutes, at least, you know, and just open up those channels of your body because your body's been still for about seven to eight hours, right? And then you go ahead and you open those channels of your body. And then from there, you go ahead and then you nourish. Make sure you have a good nourishing breakfast you know you've been fasting for a certain amount and it can be from a nourishing chai a tea to even to a nourishing breakfast that feeds you not going ahead and going for a donut right like it's actually like hold on let me feed myself let me feed my body what i know that's going to start up and ripple throughout the entire day that first meal ripples throughout the entire day feeds your first brain your gut and then your earth, as soon as you already created that flow of your day, you create your foundation because you grounded yourself with that meal. And then you ripple it. It ripples throughout the day. You set the intentions of like, all right, this is my, my time to pause, you know, lunchtime, and make sure I just, you know, maybe go for a walk if your job is like, if you find yourself sitting throughout the day, I know me as a mentor, counselor, practitioner, like a good percentage of my work is online um, and I'm sitting. And so I have to make sure I stretch, I open up these channels that's been channeling, you know, and then moving into a space of coming back into nourishment, nourishing my body. So, and as I mentioned, the closing of your day, create the space to not be on electronics, say, eh? like, do you want to take whatever is in the electronic world and social media into your dream world, into your bedroom, right? And that's where you have your reflecting, your the space to reflect for the day, what has unfolded, what has happened. And even if it, you don't like to write, just write a few words just to acknowledge you. Even if it's seven, 10 words, acknowledge you. Ah, oh, today was okay. That's all I want to write because I'm not used to it, but at least you set the energetic intentions of putting that down. So that's what I would say would be an amazing start. It's where you can always come back to no matter where in life you're at, because let me tell you, I myself need to remind myself to reflect my, my days. Because sometimes in, I'm in this fast pace and I have my meditation practice and I feel like, okay, I reflected in my meditation practice, but now I need to actually reflect writing, bringing a third dimensional realm and writing it out for me. 
and it brings me back it's coming back to the basics which is coming back to the foundation of what and who I am right yes I totally agree I think that's a great way to start and I I absolutely love how coming back to yourself it's like you're welcoming in the new day and you're welcoming yourself into that day. And I think that's beautiful. All right, Catherine, we are getting close to the closing of our time. I would really love it if you could recap a little bit of what your opening embodiment practices are for our listeners. And I would really love it if you could share how people can reach you, get a hold of you, if they want to work with you. Can you speak a little bit to that? And we will also have it posted in the bio for the podcast for people to be able to access it. If you just take a moment to tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you, if they want to work with you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. So you know, just to recap, as far as, you know, self-care as an embodiment practice, it's honestly, it's just coming back and creating more spaces for you to be with you, honor you, see the sacredness in you. And so that means setting that sacred time for you to be a part to just reflect with you. And so look at how that looks like in your practice, in your day, in your time. So from journaling, from movement, from setting in time to just meditate, you know, and just coming back to you, 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 not coming back to social media, not coming back to emails, not coming back to, you know, oh, these are my part of my things because I got to check it off. Like, no, this is you coming back to you. And as far as the spaces you could reach out to me, I'm on social media. I am on Instagram at Journey with Gatti. And you can also reach me at katherineinezmesa.com, katherineinezmesa at gmail.com. And yeah, and, and at this point, I know we are entering 2022. So I do have some upcoming 12-week holistic mentorship journeys coming up. And especially I do offer one-on-ones that I'll be offering an embodiment journey as well which is a six-month journey that will be beginning as of, I would say, like the end of February, March. So thank you again, Rosie, for the opportunity to be here and to, to be a part of your journey here. Thank you so much for doing what you do. I'm truly grateful. Thank you. Thank you for being here and taking the time to talk to me and our listeners on a, on subject matter that is really important and near and dear to my heart. And as we close our time, again, you can reach Kati at Journey with Kati on IG and on her website. And we will have all that information posted here for you. Thank you for joining us again today. And until next time, have a beautiful day. It has been my joy and honor to share space with you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My heartfelt intentions are to be in service. And for those who continue to be curious and seeking ways to thrive, 
you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my channel on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. For more, you can find me at rosymedina.com. My IG is the underscore cosmic nurse. And on Facebook, I'm the cosmic nurse. Thank you. And until next time, ciao.